Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use promo code GAMEPINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on. Blueberry is incredible, and the features are simply amazing. I don't have time to talk about them, though, because I have to start my own show. So after this episode of Game Pinions, make sure you head on over to Blueberry.com, look up what it is all about, use promo code Game Pinions, and get started on an adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to Game Pinions episode 42. I'm your host, Kalman, and today I'm joined always by Kim Kim. Hi. Today we're also joined by the master of the interwebs himself, Dakotor. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And then we're also joined by the guy who's running around town buying up all the toilet paper and diapers in bulk, John. Bubblegum KK is the best song. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, it's been a long time since we have... uh, convened and it's actually the first time ever that we're having four of us record at once so this is guaranteed to be pretty insane um so i guess we can kind of start this off by asking everyone how they're handling this uh pandemic i know last time we talked it was kind of when this whole thing kind of first started um so kim kim how are you holding up um well as you know i love uh chef boyardi so i'm the girl who's buying all the chef boyardi in the store compulsive buying in bulk you know what i'm not the only one because they did put a limit to two and i only have like about eight cans anyway so i i wasn't the one who bought them all FYI. Okay. okay. But that's, I've been dealing with it. It doesn't really change anything for me much. Like, this is kind of like my normal. Okay. All right. How about you, Dakota? Yeah, going on three weeks of working from home now. So, uh, get a little sick of being inside, but <laughs> it is what it is. I've had a chance to at least keep the apartment super clean, which is nice. And, uh, fiance Ashley is off from work. So, I've been seeing a whole lot of her. Uh, well, which nice. is pretty nice. So it could be worse. So it's, so she is off from work. Yeah, she's off from work until, well, I think until at least the 18th. And then after that, I'm not sure. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. How about you, John? How are you handling the uh, the pandemic? Uh, unemployed right now. So I'm just kind of handling it. Games. <laughs> Warzone. Everything. It's not the same anymore. It's not the same anymore. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I, I'm a shut-in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, really, the only thing that has changed for me is I can't really go out to eat, which was an activity I quite enjoyed, um, <laughs> and which actually is probably better for my health, honestly. Um, and another thing is like what Dakota was saying, working from home has been really weird. Like, it's nice to be able to sleep in late and then just walk over to your desk and then just start working, I guess. But after work having all your work stuff take up your desk space which used to just be dedicated to playing games and doing you know other stuff that's kind of been a little crappy like i don't like having like 
all of my worlds combined into one and it's all taking place on the desk. So that's a little bit weird. You know, I feel bad for, you know, the people at home that have to handle me on the, on the phone with, you know, different, uh, people throughout the day and they have to like be quiet and they can't really enjoy their days. Um, so it's, it's been really, really strange. Um, I will say though, I'm actually really impressed at how well everything is kind of still functioning though, despite being away from the office, it's just kind of showing that all this stuff is still possible to do, which is kind of neat. So I've been, I've been kind of enjoying that from that aspect, I guess. But of course we're all very, you know, fortunate because we all play games and this whole situation has really shown that gaming is just such a, it's such a top tier like medium. I mean, like if there was a situation obviously where something occurred and all the electricity was out, then things would probably be even worse. But, you know, while we still have power and all that, and that's not, you know, a concern, gaming has just kind of proven that, you know, because you can stay at your home and do it. You're not at any danger. You can just enjoy it. Um, so it's been kind of cool to see that kind of, you know, help people stay sane during this time. Although it did kind of prove, too, that maybe we need to go outdoors more once this is over. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we do need to go out and about yeah. a little bit more for uh, our health. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like staying at home, but occasionally, like on my weekend, like going out on a Friday was nice. Or if I wanted to go to the gym, and now I can't do any of that, so <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to run a little bit, like around the neighborhood, which is good, just to get kind of some air after work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but things like you know, like the Phillies home opener, I was looking forward to that got canceled. Yep. So it's kind of been inconveniencing, and I know a few people like that we know the weddings have already have like been postponed. Ooh, that's rough. We're supposed to get married in like May and June. We had uh, a few friends, so it stinks. But oh yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a crappy part of it. Yeah, our one friend just announced yesterday that they're pushing it back. Like for, I think they were getting married end of June, and now it's in February. Oh my god, that's pretty drastic. I mean, that changes. Yeah. I mean, that has to change kind of the whole scenery, right? If it's in a completely different season. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. I guess now they're doing like a winter wedding. They said it's all at the same place. But yeah, it would be totally different than I guess what they had original. That's, original. that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, it's 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 just weird like how it's, you know, not really. It's affecting a lot of people, but in very different ways. Um And it's it's just like the the certain things. It's like, I mean, if you schedule things for, you know, this part of the year. Like it's just super, I guess, bad luck that this just occurred. Um, but I guess we'll we'll go ahead and we'll move on to some more happier things. Um, and I guess we'll start off with probably the biggest news that came out of this week uh, in terms of gaming. Now, back when we were recording our NASCAR bonus episode, at the end of the podcast, we were super hyped up about this, you know, Sony press conference that they were going to be holding. And we're like, we're going to see the console. At least I did. I'm not going to throw you two under the bus, Dakota and Kim. Um, But I was like, oh, we're going to see what it's like. This is our last day without knowing what it's going to look like. And it didn't really turn out to be that way. So we actually didn't end up recording. Not that like SSDs aren't cool because I love solid state drives. Um, But it's not really super exciting to talk about. And... uh, (laughs) It was so dry, and it didn't seem like it was geared toward the consumer at all. It no. seemed like it was strictly for like developers. Like I don't know. I started to watch, and I was like, "Man, this sucks." But <laughs> yeah. I guess that's that's the, it's not what they were going for. But yeah, got to be more yeah, of a nerd. I'm more of an aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm more of an aesthetic 
person. I like to see how they've, you know, how they've designed it because honestly, it's going to be how you market it too. And that, that part has a big play in it. Like if <laughs> compared to the, how Xbox said it looked kind of like a trash can and it's going to play a huge part in how it looks. And I was really hoping that we'd get some, you know, really nice images of how the concept and design came apart, you know, that's important too to give those people credit for the console coming out and I just feel like that's not being given attention at all now sure the specs it's great it's cool thanks for that info because they did go over how I guess in depth you can get with this you know just all the details we get it and at the end of the day people are going to pin those little tiny differences against each other when it comes to the console wars but I am a person that I want that image slapped in front of my face I want to know who, who created it I want to know how it's going to look in my room I just, I like pretty things. I, I like shiny, cute, pretty things. And I want to see more color besides black consoles and white consoles and, and gray and maybe gold. I want to see some of those classic colors, some different additions coming out. I want to be able to give, you know, be given options for that. But they just basically give you a presentation of all the insides, you know. Yeah, which, you know, serves a purpose. Um Probably not so much for us because that stuff doesn't really matter too much to us. Um, obviously, when it's functioning, it's all put together in a you know nice package, and we're not really thinking about what's powering what. Um, it's <laughs> it's good in that way, um, but not really super exciting. So fast forward to this week, we finally see something physical about the PlayStation Five, um, which is you know the controller itself called the uh, PlayStation, I believe it's the DualSense. Is that correct? Pretty sure it's DualSense. I was, I was staring at it too hard. I don't really know what it was called. I was, there's something about it. Yeah, and it's, it's basically, you know, I'm sure everyone that's even listening to this has seen it already, but it's basically just uh, kind of a, a move away from the typical DualShock that we have seen um, variants of since really the, place, the original PlayStation. Um, you know, DualShock 4 being the, the biggest one that kind of moved away from the original form factor, but still kind of maintained it in a similar kind of way. This one's just more probably closer to like the Xbox One controller um, in terms of in terms of ergonomics, but it's also like a two-tone design, which has been kind of you know not really been received super well from a lot of I think core PlayStation fans. Then uh, you know I think Dakota, you were talking about how people were upset about the stick placement still, which personally I don't really understand. Um, cause I mean, I'm no, used to that. I, I am too. I feel like I've had every PlayStation console and I feel like a lot of people that have a PlayStation probably had a PS2 or PS3. Um, I know some people kind of made the switch from 360 to, to PS4 from that generation, but I've never had an issue with it, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's cause that's what I'm used to. Yeah. Oh yeah. John, are you upset with the stick placement? I mean, I've been used to it. Uh, obviously, the PS3 to the PS4 jump was the biggest one in terms of just the stick itself. But placement-wise, I've just been used to it. It's not. It hasn't really been the best, honestly. Um, but I'm just used to it, so I just kind of go with it. Yeah, to me, it's something of comfort. I'm just used to that format, and you know, I've I've played Xbox, and that controller is just you know, I think it's fine. Um, I do like them being different. I think it helps you know distinguish what console you're playing on um i just i don't know for whatever reason though the two sticks being down um you know down at the bottom i just i just kind of prefer that that format um now if we're talking about pure ergonomics i thought that the best analog stick placement 
was actually the Wii U Pro Controller with both analog sticks up top. I know people hate that because you have to reach down for the buttons, which oh, that wasn't was the best. But the, the stick that was itself, most comfortable. Yeah, the stick itself wasn't that great, though. No, no, it wasn't. And I, I do feel like people are also comparing that controller to the Xbox controllers because of the girth it looks like the PlayStation controller now has. I think it's supposed to be more comfortable in your hands on the edges and on the sides, as you see. And maybe there's even some girth below it and underneath it to help it be held in your hand easier. As to how big that girth, how drastic that controller size is going to change, I don't think they're going to go too far. I think they just probably packed on a little bit meat on the side, you know. But the 360s and the Xbox controllers have always been very large. And I think as soon as they saw the PlayStation controller look a little bit more, you know, a little chunkier on the sides, they, I think the comparison started, I think, to roll in a little bit more, which I have no problem with if they're trying to design it to be more comfortable for your hand. Mm-hmm. It's very odd, though, because, you know, from head on, it looks like a really big, beefy controller. I think that it's really misleading because of the different colors that are on there. I think that white kind of makes it look a little bit thicker with more space. And the same thing with the clear buttons. I think that kind of makes it look like there's more room than there actually is. Now, if you go into Discord, I sent a GIF that kind of has an overlay. And you can kind of see just the difference between the two, which I can't really say it's much of a difference. It's Just go and check it out and you'll see just... Yeah. How much of the difference is mostly just the shell itself? Yeah, I mean, like the the shoulders look a little bit wider, um, which I think I'm okay with. It looks like the part where your hand is too is a little bit wider. I I don't have a problem with bigger controllers. Like I I don't either. For me, like if you pick up a PS1 controller, is that more comfortable than like a DualShock? Like when you have to really grip it like a claw? I don't know. I kind of like the bigger mm-hmm. myself, but I th- I think so too. Uh, and the thing is though, is that people consider the Xbox controller like the best controller you know since the 360 um and then moving on to the xbox one that's kind of almost widely accepted as one of the more comfortable controllers to hold and this doesn't look any bigger than that so i don't really see it being a concern it's a very slight adjustment i think that they've made and i don't think we're going to really see or feel that kind of difference um that much to be honest with you um, the 360 to me was the most con- comfortable controller I've ever held personally and when they went to the Xbox One controller it definitely increased in size and I have tiny hands so I can notice the differences with my hands um, a little bit more I feel like because I have really little baby hands <laughs> so everything they do to it I feel like I can just I feel the difference so the 360 to me was the best and mm-hmm. I'm, ho- I'm really hopeful for this controller because it doesn't seem to have changed much from the original PlayStation. I think the color scheme obviously is playing a key, you know, key fact to it and I also feel like maybe the bumpers have been adjusted up upward just a little bit which I don't see as a problem especially since looks like they're raised more yeah and and that can be deceiving too because underneath you never know the angle yeah they're going at you know underneath the controller so but I am hoping it is slightly more girthy to be honest yeah and I will say from a sideways view if you guys have saw like the sideways shot of it it actually the shape does resemble more of a DualShock 4. Like it looks similar to a DualShock 4 than it does the Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of important to note too. Um, and actually, when comparing controllers, I think it actually looks a little bit more similar in form factor. Now they're all kind of similar, but I think the sh- overall shape looks more similar to the uh, Switch Pro controller um, than the Xbox One mm-hmm. controller. 
more angular. Yeah, I think there's you know the 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 grip seemed to be a little bit more closely uh, resembled you know in terms of that. Um, now there's a lot of cool exciting features that this controller has, and the one that I'm most excited about is just because I like everything being uh, uniform. Um, is the US, USB-C connection, which is which is just you know becoming standard now. So, I, and I'll be honest, I hate that the uh, PlayStation 4 used that uh, micro S or not micro SD, the micro USB cable. I think those things suck. They always go bad. It's just a terrible connection. Um, so I'm really excited about USB-C being incorporated. Now, something that I also would like to kind of know about the controller is the colors for like the button pressing and so on and so forth. I mean, if they're going to eliminate having colors for the buttons themselves, I know this is really funny, but the only way I could remember my buttons when I was younger, at least even on like the Xbox was the red button. Like when I was little, just press the red button. Even though it was B, it's pretty easy to remember. Mm -hmm. I still have like I connect that kind of color with the button and especially when playing the game if that color came up I kind of knew what button to press I don't have to read that button that letter something for me I take that in easier so I'm kind of hoping they don't get rid of like colors on the buttons or if they make an addition with colors because I am that child (laughs) that needs that yeah I can I can definitely see that I am I I just I I don't know why I just can connect it easier with in-game experience and the buttons Mm -hmm. it's just something it's a user preference I suppose yeah so it's definitely good with like you know recognition um now I know I think me John and Dakota because we play a lot of the sports games um you know a lot of those are you know reliant on you knowing like you know the x and the you know Mm -hmm. all those buttons because you know you have to make you know the actual play in real time um do you guys have a issue with like the lack of colors on the buttons? No, I, I don't at all. I mean, I could tell you the colors off the top of my head uh, fairly easily, but again, I've had every PlayStation. So for me, I don't have an issue. I guess if you're new to the console or the controller, um, if there's any games that have like a quick time event, it might be a bit of a learning curve. For me, though, it's, it's no issue. And I, I would imagine most PlayStation players, it won't be an issue. Mm-hmm. How about you, John? Yeah, I mean, for experienced gamers, you're not going to pay attention. I mean, literally, hold control your hand, close your eyes. It's supposed to feel good. You're not really going to be looking at it. It's a controller. Yeah, for most experienced gamers, yes, definitely. If they want Xbox fans or people from other consoles, I don't know. I just, I even me, I grew up on Xbox, so there was no reason why I couldn't memorize them. But of course, I did. And then even communicating it, sometimes it was easier to say the color for me. So I personally hope they come with one with color for some odd reason. I just, I'm that kind of nitpicker. But at the same time, I understand like if you're a gamer, you're gonna know where the button is. If you've only ever owned a PlayStation, you're gonna know the button. Yeah. You know. Just but, like you, I mean, you you know the Xbox letters yeah, now. Yeah, I know every controller in the buttons. Um, it's the thing that I, I don't have a problem so much, you know, in terms of functionality with the lack of color on the buttons. Um, just from aesthetics, I kind of don't like it. I think to me when, when you know, you see the, the different buttons together with the different colors, I think it just kind of makes like a better looking controller. And it just makes it more, you know, it feels more attached to the brand. And I think that, honestly, when they do release this controller, I think that PlayStation uh, button that's in the center, I think that's going to have some type of color to it. 
And I think the buttons will have, you know, the colored symbols. I think this was really just kind of like a rough shot, similar to like, you know, the original, uh, you know, first time we saw a 3DS, you know, the circle pads were all like the same color as the console. Later on, they changed that to make it, you know, a, like a grayish color. I think they're going to do something similar, only they're going to put the, the color back into the buttons. Um, so that's really the only issue I have with that. Just aesthetically speaking, I mean, yeah. honestly, it's going to be great. I have high hopes. I know it's going to be a great system, great controller design. I think every single generation of console that's coming out has been a very big improvement from prior, except for I would argue. I, w I don't really enjoy the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. I wish it did go more the route of the 360 and the console was a little different, but they have been vastly improving in my opinion. So definitely hoping for that uh, reverse compatibility with some of our favorite games and other things that have been improved as well. So Yeah, Dakota, because I think, Dakota, you're probably, I'd say you're probably the biggest like PlayStation fan that is on here currently because you've pretty much had all of them. Um, when you look at this controller, what makes you most excited? Uh, well, so I have a spec list here, and I think the thing that probably jumps out at me is the adaptive triggers. I think that's pretty cool. So it has... Um, they said it has haptic feedback, which I guess similar to like what phones use like for games. Yeah, and the like Joy-Con, yeah. That vibration mm -hmm. almost. So from what the article that I was reading was saying was like if you're pulling a gun trigger or something or like pulling a bow and arrow, you, you'll feel like a bit of resistance. So that's kind of cool. Which is cool, yeah. Um, that is cool. Other than that, honestly, what makes me excited is that they didn't try to get too fancy. Uh, it, it looks like it. It's it's a pretty safe option. I mean, they made some good changes in terms of functionality, but they didn't try to do anything wild. Uh, mm -hmm. I kind of like my controllers simple. Like, it, it, you don't need to redesign it. You know, they, they work as they do. Um, so that was kind of my thing when I saw it. I was like, okay, yeah, this this is a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, how about you, John? Like, what when you look at the controller? Like, are you like what what are you thinking? Like, are you excited about it? Um, are you more excited to see now that this controller is dual tone? Are you more, more excited to see if the console is going to take that same approach? I just want to know how it feels in my hand. I don't care how it looks like. I need to look how whatever it looks like on the picture. I just want to hold it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to have that in my hand for the first time, too. I think what makes me most excited about it is that um, you know, I want to, I want to see what the console looks like now. Cause this is, this is kind of a big step away from the typical DualShock when it used to just be all black. And now we're seeing like this weird, you know, dual tone controller, you know, their consoles typically launch as just black consoles. So I'm just really curious to see what it's going to look like when, you know, we finally do get to see that whenever that is. Are we getting a white PlayStation 5? I don't know. Uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the different color variants. There was some really cool mock-ups that I think IGN posted of, um, you know, a whole bunch of different, just random people on social media that were, you know, photoshopping these controllers. And some of the combinations look awesome. The all black looks really good. The all black does um, look nice. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see that. I saw like a Mario one, which was kind of cool. <laughs> they made like the uh, analog sticks, like the uh, buttons on the overalls. That was pretty funny. Um, but there's a, there's a whole bunch of different variants. Like, you know, a red and black controller would look really cool. Um, and of course, you know, the, the console itself, you know, with all these different colors that we could see in the future, special editions, um, you know, the, 
the dual tone controller is going to be really, really cool. Um, and then, you know, there's other features too. I think there's like a built-in microphone, um, there, I'm pretty sure they said there's like some kind of built-in microphone mute button or something. Is that correct? Yeah. There's a built-in phone with the microphone shut off built into the remote. So it like, okay. You can turn it so it won't pick up like voice commands, I believe. That's pretty cool. That is neat. Which I'm surprised they haven't done that before. But I guess they, they wanted you to use like, that little uh, headset. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even like voice controls primarily. I don't know if that's what it's geared towards, I guess. I, I never use it. I pretty much disable that right away. Or at least I just don't use it. But Yeah. Because I imagine that it would be used for voice controls. And I imagine you could probably take just a normal pair of headphones because they did confirm that the headphone jack is back so they're not going to force you to go all bluetooth or you know wireless jack is back um yeah it is back it's going to be in the bottom of the controller just like how the uh, ps4 controller was um which is nice so i think you can actually take a pair of normal headphones though plug that in and just use the controller's mic i can't imagine it sounding great because you know you're slamming the buttons and moving the analog sticks <laughs> right on it <laughs> um so probably isn't the best option but i mean if you're in a pinch and you know you went on a like a trip or something you brought your console with you you forgot your headset well you have your controller and you can use that so you just have to find a pair of headphones or just let your friend talk out of the uh the tv speakers um so i thought that's that's pretty cool that's a good uh at least option for some people that maybe can't afford you know the playstation and a headset you know you kind of have a microphone built right in which is kind of cool um i have one minor nitpick i do not like how the playstation button is molded to the shape of the actual symbol itself i kind of like just like the basic circle Ooh. i don't like buttons yeah that i don't do like that. that either it's yeah, it reminds me I of the switches agree. plus and minus where it's shaped actually like the plus and minus i do not like that minus button it's so tiny yeah yeah i'm not a huge fan like, I understand why they did it for the Switch, because you have, like, really limited real estate. But even though, I mean, if you go up there, I mean, there's plenty of room. They could have added, like, you know, a whole nother I Just look at the 3DS. Bigger look button how big around the it. plus minus was on that one. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I can I can definitely I can definitely see that. I, I noticed that, too. I wasn't really a huge fan. It didn't really click in my head, though, that I didn't really like it. But thinking about it, I don't like that it is shaped as the PlayStation logo. That's kind of weird. Um, but of course, you know, they did re-add the uh, touchpad again. So that, I mean, they've already confirmed backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 4. You know, this just, you know, pretty much ensures that it's going to be a lot easier, even though the touchpad is really underutilized anyway. Um, but it's there. So actually, honestly, I I forgot to point this one out too. The, the lights on the front now. I do not like, I absolutely hate that. I hope you can turn it off because you cannot turn it off within a system on the PS4. Yeah, you couldn't disable it um, on the, the PS4, which people couldn't stand. I honestly don't really mind it. Like, I actually never had a problem with the, the light. I mean, I thought it looked kind of, yeah, it made the controller look kind of cool because, <laughs> you know, it was kind of more, more like a futuristic look. Um, it could be dimmer. Back when it first was. Yeah, I think I think you should be able to d- 
disable it. But I think for some reason there was some kind of coding built into the controller that made it so it wouldn't the controller wouldn't function properly without the light, if I remember correctly. Yeah, originally you couldn't even um, you couldn't do anything, but then they did an update to let you at least um, lessen it. Like you could you could uh, turn the brightness down and conserve battery a little bit. Yeah. And then people resorted to like getting stickers to put over. Yeah. I mean, I personally like a... did everything I could to make my controller have longer life. So, well, I mean, it's only two things. One, I turned down the, um, actually three things. So I turned off, or I didn't turn off. I dimmed to the lowest setting on the light. I turned off the speaker and then I don't have uh, vibration. You don't like vibration? Uh, I sat down. Well, it's more just controller battery life kind of thing okay yeah because i don't yeah because it's <laughs> I, I jokingly just say ps4 is not really a wireless controller uh, just because yeah it's wire resistant sure it lasts yeah i i had this one controller for ps2 dakota you probably remember this controller it was that white ea sports one i think it was from yeah, I that. logitech that thing's vibration was ridiculous like when i would play like uh, NASCAR or Need for Speed, my hands would be numb at the end of the play <laughs> sessions because the vibration would be so intense. I could not stand it, so I would always disable it um, after you know a few game sessions of realizing this is terrible. Um, but Kim, I don't think I asked you what what are what when you look at this controller, what is like the first thought that pops in your head? Like, what makes you excited to see more? I think honestly, just how drastic they still are going i mean there's somebody looking at this too and they're like <laughs> you know they're deciding every single one of these details and seeing how drastic they still came with this the color scheme the choices they chose and going with both black and white on one controller which is which is kind of daring too because people like it either they have all white setups all black setups they want it to look just like every one of you know their other uh electronics in their house they want it to match mm -hmm. you know and yet they still did it i'm kind of excited to see what the shape of this console is going to be are they going to give you another concrete slab and just decorate it black and white is it going to look like decals on there i'm just kind of excited it kind of reminds me of a pillow too so yeah. like just seeing it is kind of comforting it's like this futuristic little pillow in your hands so that's what got me excited with seeing that white around the edges and seeing how it made it look kind of curved in and kind of seeing how it looks like it's going to be comfortable in your hand. It truly looks like it's going to be very comfortable. It does look pretty fresh, which I like is some, nice. I like, you know, for people who game for a very long time, how comfortable the controller is is very important. And being able to feel like you're immersed in the game. And I don't know. I, I don't want it to hurt my hands. And this looks really cozy. <laughs> I The biggest thing I hope for is I hope they make the battery life ridiculously long. I, you see, I don't care. I sit so close to the screen, which I shouldn't. I, I just, I don't care. <laughs> you don't mind if you just plug it in? I don't mind if it's a wired. I'm that person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hope the battery life is extremely long. Um, and another thing I'm kind of hoping for now that we're, I guess we're going to kind of transition away from the PlayStation controller a little bit here. Um, I do hope that because, you know, Sony seems pretty serious about the PlayStation VR, I hope they look into possibly replacing the Move controllers this generation with something that works better. Um, I know, John and Dakota, you haven't really played the PlayStation VR. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I haven't uh, played it. I eat three once. That's it. The PlayStation Move controllers aren't great. Um, Kim, you can probably attest to that, too. Personally, now I will say, in the VR community, 
it's probably the best that we have right now. Personally, I like them. However, they aren't the best and I hope they get better. Um, but I also would like to see, honestly, the, the wires. Yeah, if I mean, you have a small home and you can say, you know, a small space, I mean, there's no way. I mean, it's going to be so terrible to set that up. Well, the, the PlayStation VR box in general is like the worst thing that mankind has ever created. Um, it has wires going out of like every direction. So there's not really a way it can sit properly to make it like sit properly. <laughs> and it's terrible. Like if, if you guys have seen the box, it, it's, it's a nightmare. Like there's, it's not elegant at all. And I don't know if putting everything on one side would really help it. Like it's, it's very good, I guess, for visualizing. Cause you have like an in and then an out is on like the other side, similar to like a capture card almost. But it sucks. Like, it is the worst thing ever. And I would love for them to have some kind of wireless solution. But to me, um, the biggest issue, besides the box and the wires, uh, is really the two move controllers that you have to use. Um, it's not that they don't work. Is that It's just that they don't work extremely well. And it's just because, I mean, it's using really old technology. And you look at these other VR headsets that are out, you know, the Vive and the Oculus, their controllers are just way more advanced. They're way more accurate. They feel a lot better in the hand. They're more, um, I don't know, they're just way more precise. And the PlayStation Move controllers, you just feel like you are not up to par. But I will say, though, the actual headset, PSVR, is the best design headset in terms of comfort and functionality. I think it's the best. I think it rests on your head way better. It doesn't feel like the you know, the screen is touching your eyelashes when you're playing, which is, you know, I think part of the issue with the Oculus for me, it just doesn't fit right on my head. Um, but it's super comfortable. But they need to update those PlayStation move controllers because they look terrible. They're almost borderline obscene and I don't like them. So yeah, that's just little PlayStation, uh, move controller rant there. Um, but I guess moving on from that, um, we have been playing a ton of Warzone. They just added quads recently. Um, so how have you guys been enjoying that? I can actually play with you guys. I don't know. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. That fourth person isn't left out anymore, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, more of your friends could join, which is great, in my opinion. Now, luckily, they left uh, Trio back in or left it in. Yeah. We're, like, why did they take that out anyway? That was weird. Well, I, I don't think they split yeah, the user base. Uh, kind of like how they do rotating modes. They want to kind of keep the, the player base together. So when you have too many modes, then you have you okay. could have longer loading times. Um, I guess, you know, the longer that this game is out. Call of Duty always has a pretty good player base throughout its lifespan. But if you have like five modes, I guess, and then as the player base dips. But the subreddit for Warzone was in an uproar that night that it updated. I mean, there was like just thread after thread complaining um, which is odd because quads have kind of been the standard. Like, really, the only game that did trios was Apex, and before that, everything was four player. Although there was a, you know, most games had a duo mode, which this game doesn't. But yeah, which is kind of weird that it doesn't. Um, now I remember there's been multiple times during this podcast, long before you guys have been on, you know, the the episodes where I have continuously said that. I'm sure that 
you know, if I took the time to play a battle royale game, I'd probably like it, but it was just not a genre that I was interested in. And I'm probably still not super interested in the genre. Like I'd never play Fortnite, but it's also each one of these games plays and handles differently. This one, because I do enjoy Call of Duty, it's actually really clicking with me, which is, you know, kind of cool. And all it took was a pandemic for me to play. Yeah. So <laughs> here we are. I kind of got into the Battle Royale, to like, uh, you know, when it became popular. I've played quite a few. This one's really good. I, I really do enjoy this. This is one of the ones that kind of encourages gunfights kind of early. Some of the other games, like you could go PUBG and you won't get into a gunfight until 25 minutes in and then you don't even get to fire your gun because you get shot from behind. This kind of encourage, encourages <laughs> battles, which is nice. And I mean, with Call of Duty, you're always going to have that like nice polish. Like The game just feels good to begin with. So I think that definitely helps it too. Yeah. Now we have been experiencing some super lag um, ever since this quad update came into play. Um, and there was this one moment last night when we were playing where not only was the game lagging, like the actual, you know, inside the game, but because our voices were attached to the in-game chat, we were lagging. So we would hear like bits and pieces of each other. At least me and Kim did on our end. Like we'd hear like John laughing and would just be like, (laughs) 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 you know, and then we hear Dakota say something and uh, it was hilarious, and we were moving, like, ridiculously slow. You know, I'd be going, like, you know, 10 feet forward, and then somehow I'm inside a house upstairs <laughs> yeah. in, like, an attic, and I can't go anywhere. It was kind of funny how we were communicating without communicating because we couldn't talk to each other <laughs> during the 15 minutes that the game was going bonkers. <laughs> but, like, we all went to the house, and then everybody kind of knew. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, let's go in the house, and let's wait it out. Yeah. And then, like, the storm was coming up, and the next circle went. And then we all ran out at the same time. Like everybody kind of had a good idea of like what to it's do. Like we get the hiccups. You just gotta <laughs> wait it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We hold your breath, go upside down, swallow, whole bunch of different stuff you can do. Um, Jump off a building. That, He's got teleported. Yeah, there. there you go. <laughs> it was it was scary. I think John. I think you ended up killing somebody. Oh who yeah. Downed uh, it me. It took ten. Like just count to ten, and that's how long it took for me and this guy who were standing right in front of each other to kill each other. <laughs> I don't I I honestly have no idea how you were able to kill him and was I was just I I tried shooting him and I was like I'm not really here and I've no idea where I am and I don't really know where he is either but somehow I died and then now he's dead. I think I might so have it a clip, was so maybe I can send that one over. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if the clip would help. <laughs> I don't know if it would explain that, what happened. Nobody wants I had to the watch clip that from yesterday of the lag. Oh my so, god! It, we it it was insane. It, it was absolutely insane. Maybe I'll plug that into the YouTube version of this podcast so people can kind of see. But I'm sure. I mean, there's like what 50 billion people playing this game. Not 50 billion, but there's a lot of people playing this game. So I mean, I'm sure they were experiencing that since this update too. Um, but it was. I mean, it was unreal. I don't know if I've ever played a game where the lag was that intrusive to the game like i thought we were going to win because everyone would just leave so i was i was kind of hoping for our first w there yeah the timeouts were oh ridiculous. yeah i got the clip <laughs> i got the whole match oh god that's and, and the thing is though is that i think dakota you went on like a rampage at the end 
and it ended up being a pretty entertaining uh, match. Uh, man. <laughs> we almost won. I think I think I finished with like nine or ten kills, which I'm sure there's people out there that get like 15, 20 kills. But, you know, nine, nine or ten for me is a pretty good game, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it got a little, uh, it got a little hectic at the end, but yeah, that's what's fun about like this game. Like the end of it gets so hot, you know. If you make it to like the last three circles, if you pop a UAV, there's just thirty people around <laughs> you, you know. So it gets really intense. Yeah, I think uh, me and Kim, uh, we were talking about today when during that last match, you were up on like that hillside, and all of a sudden you just hear like a zoom, and it was just a bullet just went like right by. <laughs> It's like, oh my god! Oh, you're under fire. You know, you gotta run. You got the gas coming up. Like it's it's makes for an entertaining, and it's so devastating when you lose because the games are so long and there's so many more people in yeah. this one compared to, you know, most other games capped at a hundred. So you figure these matches are like 35 minutes long if you get to the end, and then you lose in such a devastating way, and it just just ruins your night. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun, though. It is. It's. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. You know, I really am. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun because you know it's just every match plays out so differently that it keeps everything fresh. Like, and there's certain things like you can start off in it being like really really slow, and then all of a sudden like some crazy stuff just happens and you just are kind of forced into situations that you know you didn't really want to get yourself into. Um, and then other matches, it's like you land with a whole bunch of people. You you know, end up either dying right away, starting over, or, you know, you end up killing everybody and you have like a ton of great gear and you end up dying somewhere else. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. Like we had like that one moment when we're on like the helicopter and then someone launched like, uh, you know, a rocket at us. Oh, I got that. It's like, it almost feels like in slow motion. It's just hilarious. Um, so I've, I've honestly been really having a good time with that. I have to honestly there's there's nothing that is better than coming across someone that wasn't expecting you and you weren't expecting them so you both don't fire at each other because you're both surprised and you're like what do I do <laughs> like that yeah second. you gotta pick your battle <laughs> like uh do I want to fight this guy right now <laughs> yeah and you both run over to get cover and you're like just thinking for a second <laughs> yeah it's just it's cool because you apply different strategies to different situations and sometimes you pick right and other times you just completely don't. There's just always kind of like an element of surprise because you don't really know if, you know, there's somebody coming up behind you or if there's somebody that, you know, is already in a building. Um, but there's, you know, sometimes there's telltale signs. Like me, John, and Kim were actually playing a match earlier today. Um, and, you know, we went over to this one building and I knew we were kind of in trouble because we weren't super geared up as it was. Um, and there was a, a running car outside the building and, you know, there was open boxes. I'm like, I think we're probably going to die when we go in here. And sure enough, we did. <laughs> but I think Kim was hiding under a desk for a little while. I, no one noticed me. I went, I just, I dropped to the ground. I crawled under these two desks that there, you can't, you can't jump over. So I figured like no one's going to be able to like, it's, it's literally office desks. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be in there trying to look into people's desks i don't know but you can clearly see under them it was very obvious if you looked down so i crawled under the desks and i had this guy pass me like five times and he just didn't know i was there and i didn't want to shoot him because i wasn't prepared for his rest of his team to come in and annihilate me because no one else was with me at that point so it was it was pretty funny and i just kept telling John, I think don't come in here. Yeah, don't come John, get me. John, you kind of got stuck on the outside. Like, 
I mean, there was really nothing you could. Oh have done yeah, I, was, uh, I, I stayed outside there. at the edge of the gas until I had to move at some point. Yeah, God. it was crazy in there. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's just so many. I, mean, I, I just watched a clip. I'm just like uh, rolling into a clip of that game that I have recorded. Um, <laughs> uh, you had the uh, missile launcher. I mean, that helicopter. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm watching it. I watched. Um, I don't think it hit the helicopter. Uh, they ended up jumping out. But I did not launch an RPG of I about like a mile away and ended up getting a hit marker on someone. <laughs> well, there's that one where that guy was yeah that yeah that's a yeah can you remember that when that guy was running and we were just all watching through our scopes just seeing if that guy was going to end up jumping into it or not. People watching as a missile comes to him, <laughs> like it's freaking hilarious. And I like the different um, tools that you can pick up. Like the drone is really cool, being able to kind of fly it around and mark people. It's really cool. Uh, I think it's just really, really well done. You don't have to worry about people building a skyscraper when you're on one-on-one combat and then you can't shoot him anymore. And then he, you know, builds like a bridge. And That is something that, honestly, I prefer, you know, my... If I'm going to play a game like this, a shooting game, I don't want crafting to be part of the multiplayer. I'm just... I don't like it. I don't. Mm-mm. I just don't like those genres mixing. So when Fortnite came out, I literally wanted to throw up. I was like, "Who invented this?" And, but everyone likes yeah, it. Yeah, Fortnite. It's you gotta just know the game. I don't, I don't like it. I never just got used to it, and basically you're at a disadvantage. I just I, I felt terrible playing it just because everyone knows what to do. They know the tactics behind building towers and, in front of your face, like shooting. So like, ah, I yeah. can't really. Do I this. tried it. And I also, for some reason, also don't like my shooting games to look like a cartoon. That, honestly, to me, was like, um, no. I just, it wasn't m- my cup of tea. See, that I like aspect mine more is realistic. fine for, mm-hmm. so they can just run on, like, but they run on Switch. Uh, got really low in PC. They have it on phones now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Building a wall 50 times just for someone to keep shooting you who obviously has a superior weapon doesn't... I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. Like someone just builds a wall, builds yeah. a wall. Well, it's a highly a wall, popular game, so we're we're kind of just alone, just in that. We're we're kind of the outcast of people who just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a big it, majority that don't like it. It's just like there's another big majority that just. Yeah, that, I played a lot of Fortnite base. season like pre season one to like season three. Uh, I played a lot, and then. Uh, it just kind of got to the point where, like, if you didn't keep playing, like, the people that played that game that were really good, that was all they played. So you just got outmatched pretty quickly. But, yeah, I did enjoy it in the beginning. See, something like that doesn't bother me. It's it's just a preference thing. Like, I don't care if someone is better than me because I know, like, if I play it long enough, I'll learn it. I just didn't like it. I think it's just a preference. Yeah, totally like, you fair. know, it just wasn't something I wanted to take time to learn because it wasn't something I liked. Um, but something like Call of Duty, I don't play Call of Duty at all. That is, I hated Call of Duty. I was the anti-Call of Duty person all of my life, basically, because my little brother played the crap out of it. And then, you know, people are like, hey, play this. And I'm like, oh, God. And then I get on there, and I'm starting to play it, and I actually like this. This is something I can get behind. I'm not a big fan of Call of Duty, and I have not been in the past, like, freaking 10 years 12, 14, I don't know. I've just never liked it. It can get stale, but like Dakota said earlier, it's just like over the years, they just so fine tune it. It's just got a lot. It just feels good. Yeah, it feels good. There's no shooter that compares to it, I feel like. In terms of feel, I'm not saying it's like the greatest shooter, but I think, Mm -hmm. John, you know, it's polished. It's just so polished polished, that it 
it outweighs the other bad aspects. Just animation. It's been a lot and of fun. And they really tried with yeah, this. Yeah, I've, they, it's been they fun. did the developer diary showing how much effort went into the design of the guns from like the smoke coming out of the barrel to the type of reloads. Um, it, it was really neat. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just yeah, love how the animation and how smooth everything feels now. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And if I was going to play a Battle Royale game, honestly, this would probably be the only one. I mean, I, I think that I just I really like this one. I don't know why. And I'm stuck at it, but I, I'm really enjoying like playing it. And I think if anyone who doesn't like Battle Royale games, if they just tried this one, it might be their cup of tea. You, could, you just got to play each different kind. You know, every single yeah. one of these has been so different in a way that it's it's this new genre in a way. So I, I feel like you got to play each one to know which what kind you like. Yeah, see, this one feels like Apex Legends if Apex Legends was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, <laughs> harsh. I thought Apex was fine. It's just mostly it I was waiting for something like this, and then this finally came. Like, yep, this is the one. Yeah, the movement in Apex. The gunplay really in this good. is so superior. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, the gun the gunplay I didn't like a whole ton. I, I like the movement in Apex. I think that did that 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 gameplay really well. But yeah, I, I prefer this. I abandoned that game pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one just seems like it's going to hold up longer. Um, you know, obviously, it's under a name that is known to make, you know, obviously, these really good Call of Duty games, you know, even if they do get repetitive after a while. Um, it's just, like you guys said, just a good experience. Um, and I think this might have been kind of what I was waiting for, too. Honestly, when this first released, I had no intention of playing it. But then you guys were kind of, you know, talking about it. And I was like, well... I can probably try it out. I mean, it's like Call of Duty. I was the last on the boat. Making it free <laughs> went a long way, too. I mean, I know you guys had the game already because, uh, yeah. you know, we played the base game a little bit. Mm-hmm. But making Warzone free, I think, was huge to extend the player base. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The big jump, you know, and especially since all the cosmetics. It makes me want to actually invest in, in that kind of stuff for fun. And I, I just bought the Battle Pass. Myself, no. Yeah. I, the last <laughs> Battle yeah. Pass I bought was Fortnite. Because, like, no game kept my attention, but I'm like, yeah, I want to keep playing this, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to reward, you know, developers and publishers when they release something that, you know, is obviously, you know, of high quality. And if it's something that you can, you know, play to play for free, it's not a bad idea to, co- you know, toss a few bucks their way and, you know, kind of show your support. That's kind of things that I would do with Rocket League because, you know, we'd get that through. We got that through PlayStation Plus. I always used to like to, you know, throw a few bucks in there and, you know, support them any way I could. Um, so I kind of feel the same way. Obviously, this is a much bigger developer and bigger publisher, but you know, the principle is still the same. I mean, this is this is a pretty, I mean, this is a pretty good deal for not having to pay anything to play it. Yeah, it's it's been a a, a freaking hoot. I'm over here thinking if I did I get a different skin, maybe people won't notice me as much. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, like I'm super into it now. So definitely. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, so I guess besides Warzone, we have all been engrossed in Animal Crossing. Oh, boy. New Horizons. 100 plus um, hours. Yeah, yeah. Kim's over 100 hours. I think I'm probably approaching it. John, are you are you over 100? I think I'm over 100 now. And Dakota, last I checked, you were around like the 40 marker. So you're a little bit chiller with Animal Crossing than we are. Um, now, because... Kim, this is your first like full Animal Crossing, and John, you have played New Leaf. 
Um, Dakota, you really haven't played an Animal Crossing game since the DS version. So how do you feel like this Animal Crossing compares to that one so far? I, I like it so far. Um, yeah, what what one did I have? Uh, the original DS. That was you had a Wild World. Wild World. Okay, and then I played a lot of that. Uh, really enjoyed it. I had the one on the 3DS that I didn't really get into. Um, oh, I don't you know what it was that with that one. one. I just didn't really get into it. I played maybe 20 hours, if that. This one I really like. Like, um, I don't know if it's just because it's it's a game that I can play where there's no set goal again, which is kind of what I liked about the original one. I could just kind of log in and do what I want to do and log off, and that's yeah. it. Um, and it's just like like playing before bed. Like, I went from scrolling on my phone for half an hour every night to just hopping on and going fishing or you know digging up, messing with my town. I think it's pretty. It's 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 so polished compared to like when you get a Switch game with this graphic and art style, it looks so good on the TV. It looks so good on the handheld. It does. Um, I'm having fun with it. I, I enjoy it. So, do you think that you're going to like continue to play this game throughout the year to get all? Yeah, like, the I think stuff? so. I think so. Like this game, I'm not in a big hurry with because I know it's it's not like a fast game you just beat you know like you really the longer you play the more rewarding it is when everything starts to come together so that's kind of the pace i'm at now is i i log in i do my daily stuff you know i check the shops and then i log off and then and maybe i'll log back in later and i'll um you know i'll farm some fish or try to catch some bugs but um yeah. i think this is really unique to the nook miles with the cell phone i i probably spend more time doing anything than that because it does kind of guide you in what to do so you're never lost even though you can kind of do whatever you want and there's no goal per se it kind of can guide you to like okay i want to get this so now i gotta go do this it is it is really cool that they included that and i think it is pretty creative um it gives you it's almost like an in-game achievement system almost um you know instead of trophies you're getting these points that you can redeem and you know improve your island or go to or go to a different island or you know, redeem it for some clothes or some various other, you know, furnishings and structures that you can put in your town. So really cool. Um, now, John, what do you think of this game compared to New Leaf? Because that was a game that both me and you put a ton of hours into. Uh, it's different, but it's not in the in the bad way. It might be in a good way. Um, I still have to give it time. I'm crossing. You don't really get to see everything. Until you played maybe like a year, not in gameplay yeah. time, but you know, just like a whole year because it's a day to day game. Um, mm. I liked, I like the fact that it's more catered towards like crafting stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, sometimes it gets annoying. There's some certain furniture, so I'm just thinking, uh, why did they have to make this a crafting one? Or it's like, why can't I craft this one? Yeah, I can see that. But uh, it's been good. It's been really good. I mean, obviously, by my hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, obviously you're enjoying it quite a bit. I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of things they took out from New Leaf, but uh, based on the interview with one of the developers, uh, it's it's supposed to be different. But that's how all them been. Uh, New Leaf had, let's see, what was the biggest change going into New Leaf? Probably just city? being the the mayor, right? I mean, being the mayor that was the biggest part. You can actually put stuff down, build stuff. And yeah, that was kind of like a precursor to this one almost. Yeah, so New Leaf kind of built upon, uh, besides whole mayor aspect, it kind of just built upon just more 
things, more stores, more furniture. Um, eventually got the Welcome Amiibo update. Um, I don't know if you ever played that one. I didn't. Mm-hmm. That was a huge update. It came uh, late into its life, but they added just tons of new furniture. I don't know, maybe like a quarter more of it. Which is pretty neat. Which, I mean, I'm assuming they'll continue updating this game as well. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a big update. Since now updates are done for everything now, it's going to get a lot of updates. Yeah. Which is which is really cool. Now, Kim, you've poured the most amount of hours into this game, and you didn't really play a ton of New Leaf. You kind of got on that New Leaf wave way after it came out. So how are you enjoying the game so far? Well, there's, you know, obviously, I really like how fresh it is. Obviously, it's a new Animal Crossing, so everything looks very crisp, clean, and really pleasant. It's, it's very updated, obviously. Uh, as far as the background music, that gets really tiring. I hope there's a setting I can change um, that they implement where I can maybe just, I don't know, just play any song that's in-game, but as my default background song, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm not a huge fan for some reason after, I mean, I probably shouldn't be playing it as long as I, <laughs> I have been playing it, but it gives me kind of a headache after a while, but that's okay. Um, as far as how fun the game is, it's still a lot of fun. Being able to change almost absolutely everything is something of, like, I get to play home. You know, I get to go change everything that I don't like, which is amazing. Like, you get control, and you get to just alter a lot of things. Sure, it's, I guess it's not every everything, but it is a lot of things, and it makes me very happy. Um, When you're in the house, um, you can actually look around, so you can see what your furniture looks like from the side (laughs) on a wall. Instead of just seeing the side of your piece of furniture, you know, you actually can tilt the camera and take a look at the furniture that's been placed in the room, which I found really cool. And I kind of wish you can do that when you're outside. I want to look around. I don't want to be stuck in just those two camera angles after being teased inside the house with all of it. Yeah, I think that when I'm inside the museum, which is completely beautiful in this game, definitely, like that museum looks awesome. There's no way they built that in one night. Like, it's complete BS. But it looks <laughs> amazing. Don't underestimate blathers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, on the ground the whole time. It, it, it probably was. It just kind of rose up. But it was, uh, you know, there's certain, certain areas inside that museum. I wish that you could kind of move the camera around and, and look around a little bit because, I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very pretty. It looks great in there. Um, so that's a little bit disappointing. Something that is odd is he starts from a tent. And then he just unleashes a, spoiler, coliseum. Like, it came from a tent. And then he built literally every everything up so big, so fast. I don't know. Maybe I would have liked to be teased with a, another stage. And then you donate, like, a certain amount. And then it expands again. But once again, I like seeing how pretty it is. And I like seeing how fast it is. Because people with not a lot of time to do those kind of activities... You get to see something yeah. really cool really fast, and it's really relaxing. See, and I have to wonder if at some point we will receive an update where where that upstairs actually becomes something. And by something, I mean like a painting area. Because as of right now, that upstairs is kind of pointless, and we haven't heard anything about Crazy Red being in the game yet. And, um, you know, the whole painting aspect of the game has been absent so far both with, you know, counterfeits and, uh, you know, the actual real paintings and different statues that you'd be able to donate to the... I don't think um, I collected any... Like, I don't think I finished that collection. 
That one was it's, really it's tough. hard. It's really tough. And that's, which is kind of surprising they took it out, but I mean, that was, was kind of the, yeah, that was the most difficult one to, to do. Um, so it's, I mean, I hope at some point they add that back. Cause that was kind of cool. Like having like a black market where, you know, this, you know, crazy villager, not really villager, but this crazy character is just selling counterfeit. Let's call it what it stuff. is. He was a criminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's in jail. I don't know. <laughs> he should Surprise. be. Ripped me off one too many times, Red. <laughs> um, he gave me Chuck E. Cheese tokens instead of bells when I paid a little bit too much. Well, you know the I, saying, better red than dead? <laughs> I kind of wish no, that um, with flowers, around. like flowers grow, which is cool. That's great. You can water them and yeah. then you can have crossbreeding, which I, I get. But if we can have a turnip lady come and be like, you want some turnips for a profit? Then why can't we have a flower girl where we could sell our flower pickings for a little bit more? Like That's true. Why can't we have something idea. like that? You know, where we could just sell our flowers and rarer ones, you know, I sell do, better. Yeah, I do like how there's actually more visitors, it seems like, than New Leaf. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more people cycling through there. Um, certain characters that had shops in the previous game... Um, don't seem like they're going to have shops in this game so far. Um, you Hope know, we're so you have? You have um, Flick, CJ, Sahara, Kicks. Kicks. Uh, I don't know if it counts at KK Slider. He's always been a thing. He comes every Saturday. Yeah. Uh, he came today Label. Friday, so I don't know what's up with that. I thought he used to come Friday nights in Wild World. Hmm. But I don't know. I can't remember. But not to spoil too much, but there's... I, I haven't seen much more to the point where I got in the game. I don't see a lot more shops opening and I really hope there are more shops just to be I'm trying to be vague. So I don't spoil anything, but as far as I could tell, I feel like I've progressed all I could when it comes to shops being open in town, at least for now. And I'm glad that you can have 10. I definitely am glad you can have 10 people like 10 residents um, living on the Island, which is really cool. Cause I think, previous game you could only have like the six or eight or something mm-hmm. eight and in leave, i know yeah so now that we can have 10 i can have more people it feels more like a little town that's developed which is really cute yeah and i'm just hoping that you know with you know more um updates and so on and so forth they do put more in the game you know especially over time which i'm, I'm sure they will yeah in my game i actually um have crafted i put all the houses in one area and i crafted this giant it almost looks like an electric fence and I named my character Cal Exotic. And all my <laughs> villagers are, <laughs> are all in the pen. I feed them, like, you know, the, the scraps that uh, Nook Cranny, uh, you know, leaves. Um, uh, it's great. I would like to point out, too, I'm sure everyone else has kind of noticed this, too. But even though I didn't play much of New Leaf, um, it definitely feels like people are more bland. Like, the dialogue isn't it is. interesting. The dialogue's worse. The dialogue's worse, the music's worse. The music just is really disappointing because that was one of my favorite parts about Wild World. And New Leaf in some areas too. I thought the music was still pretty good. Just listen. Okay, compare. I don't know if you can remember this, but just go sometime YouTube uh, 3 a.m. Compare that between New Leaf and this game. And you can see a huge difference in the quality. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, and I just, I kind of wish that the characters were a little bit more interesting, maybe with some more of their own catchphrases or 
a little bit different. I get they had different personalities, you know, sporty, they had catchphrases. happy. Uh, I remember, yeah, you used to be able to uh, actually tell them stuff and they'll remember it. Uh, I don't know if you still can. Can you still do that? Do they ever I ask for new catchphrases? Because I, I haven't had anyone. I else. haven't had that. Have you, Kim? I have been called a nickname. Subscriber is my new nickname. So every time Mine's I approach. Highway. <laughs> highway hi highway i'm subscriber hi subscriber yeah thanks um you live in my island so you're my subscriber um but besides that it seems like they don't have enough interesting things or different dialect or you know like okay they have personality but they don't really talk too much different yeah i haven't seen them like super like mad or anything yet either when they used to like be like walking around the town like super pissed off. Oh, I've I've already had like three different that. fights. You've have I haven't seen I've, that. All my I've had a villager nice. cause all the problems, so I might kick her out. Same. So I've filed a complaint like I think three, like <laughs> three days in a row. Still hasn't <laughs> You're gone. To the tigers. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, but um, I I've actually interrupted them talking, which I I find that really really cute. Is that they'll be talking and you can actually interrupt their discussion. Yeah. And kind of join in, and that's been pretty cute. And you can see who has like a problem with who. Mm-hmm. I get that. Then when they get mad, I've had my girl like with a, a little red face. It's Maddie, and she just doesn't for some reason like Gail. And so she she's like she doesn't understand me, and she'll stomp around all huffy, and she, that's all she. She's just upset. She gets mad. She's like, Gail just doesn't I had one me. villager just get upset twice about uh, villager or neighbor spoiling stuff for her. It's like, well, you should never leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> just so, stay in your room. It is hey, well, cute. Someone, made, someone got me to uh, give me a recipe for a jail uh, bar, so I might just do that. Wow. I'm going to make um, a jail. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, I think when Kim was over... Um, I think when Kim was over your town, John, someone taught her how to make a gravestone. Yeah, I went to a John's town. <laughs> like, I popped what? into someone's house. That's the house, first time hearing it. This is cool. This is cool. You can learn things from other towns, which if I hope you, you know, you, you have that opportunity to. So I popped over to John's. I went into this girl's house. I don't even remember who she was. And I went to her workbench and she's like, I got this really cool thing I want to teach you. You can make a, graves, a gravestone uh, or something. And I was like, oh. That's great. You're going to need this soon. Uh, talking to people is a little more <laughs> encouraging now. Yeah, to, to see what uh, they're up to. But the dialogue's to. worse, so I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, I've had this one uh, teddy bear guy. Yeah. I've. It's weird. There's going to be Stitches? one of these guys in your guys' is weird. No, no, it's uh, it's Teddy. His yeah, he's like teddy. a big bear. He's not like a... He shows oh, okay. up in every new villager's house the first day they move in or every morning. Yeah, when he he's leaves, there they're in the pregnant. Morning. It's weird. Will you stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like literally hitting on all Whoa. my chicks. Yeah, you can crossbreed your neighbors. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you got to put the houses in the X shape. Ew. 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 Already doing it. There's Who already a baby kangaroo baby? in my town. Uh I, th- I think you have to. Yeah, that's exactly what I want is some <laughs> mixture of a bear cat walking around my uh, town. <laughs> it's a liger. <laughs> I actually uh, got a filter spawn at the cat because I have amiable cards, so you can just choose literally whatever neighbor you want. Uh, you need to send me the stitches one, please. I've been looking up ones, too. One, but, I mean, <sighs> I could get it. Yeah, I, I intend to get me specific ones because I'm sorry. I don't like Frida. Frida has caused problems in my town. She's like a Frida was really sweet. Frida gave me the most present. She's talked to me the most, whatever. But then she Frida started fight? actually fighting yeah. people. 
she's like literally she's like i don't like the way you talk to me or something to to my other person just, that moved just in. start hitting her in the head with a net i'm like frida will you stop and i even gave i gave her outfits and stuff and she still was causing problems oh yeah no one cares if you do that in this game i know and i have a theory that if you give them an outfit or a clothing type you get a clothing type back or bells if you give them a piece of furniture I think they give you a furniture piece or decoration piece for your house back too, or bells. I think that's what's happening. So mm. I'm going to test that theory out. Speaking of furniture, can we talk about the biggest change in this yes. game? Yes. Is that you can now put furniture outside. That's Which the is game awesome. right there. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, decorating the island is a lot of fun. Yeah, and Kim has been doing a lot of that. John, <laughs> you've been doing a lot of that too. I've been mm -hmm. doing a lot of that. Also, I, I did find out the um, terraforming tool has, uh, you know, how you can put down paths. Well, I did not know that the tool also included paths that are, you can also put um, patterns. So I spent my whole time putting down just patterns on the floor. Then I realized, or I just found out, I might have to just erase all of them and do it all <laughs> over again with the pass tool. I didn't want to ruin that for you because I unlocked that really soon. I, I, tr I try not to tell Calman anything. I want him to get to those points. Um, but yeah, like when I discovered that too, I had to erase literally every path have I did. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not. I can't. I worked hard. Too. I worked hard on my town and I had to destroy it and rebuild it, which by the way, I've literally flattened my island by now and it's, I have like a heart mountain going on. You should on. just be like the dude who on Reddit who just decided he just doesn't want to live anymore or something. He <laughs> took out all the ground he turned everything into water <laughs> it's just a, it's a singular block now no, okay, he lives mine, in water world <laughs> mine didn't turn out like that but my rivers that's how you get kappa to spawn i have uh, in, uh oh my god so sorry i have like two bridges and two staircases and they cost a lot and it's i am poor now like it's ridiculous um and it's they're pretty but I kind of wish there were more options still. I don't know how to say that. Basically, I just kind of wish there was more variety. And I'm hoping that in an update or mm. maybe by seasons or something, they have more for you to choose from because it's kind of still limiting. Yeah. yeah that makes it sense. It, no, yeah, it does. It does. Um, yeah, I've been, I've, I have been enjoying a lot of like the outdoor decorating. Um, I've been, you know, enjoying putting you know, like lighthouses up and all that other cool stuff and, you know, random couches outside. Like it just, it kind of feels weird when you put like a leather couch outside <laughs> and it's like raining outside and it's like, this is going to have like mold and stuff on it, but, uh, it's a little weird. Um, but that, that is a really cool game changer and, you know, it kind of makes pieces of furniture that in other games didn't really make sense to have in your home. Uh, it actually kind of gives them usage now, which is really cool. Yeah, all that outside stuff. You kind of just had to make like mock rooms of just um, wallpaper. It looks like it's outside. It's like, that's eh, all right. Uh, I think the each room, uh, I actually upgraded down 1.28 million in debt now. At that point, I'm sorry, debt. Um, I got the upstairs now, and that's actually a, the shape's a lot different. The side rooms are smaller. I know in the previous games, each room, I think, was exactly equal size, and then you can max out the size, and each of them yeah. could have, like, a huge size. Well, this one's different now. Yeah, it's a slightly wider. I have the upstairs, and I have the I have all the rooms. I'm on my final loan. 
Um, and oh, they're slightly geez. wider. Like <laughs> I know, I told you I play too much. Oh, um, but they're slightly wider upstairs, and they're slightly wider in the basement. And it kind of threw me off. I'm like, I'm not. I, I'm trying to figure out how to decorate now. <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> I've reverted. That's, that's crazy. So it's it's a little. It's different. Definitely is different. I kind of wish that the black hallways were doors that you can make custom. Like you could just change that nook or whatever and just kind of give it like an overlay, like a little door opening sequence or something. But I can see how that messes up the floor space and where you're going to place things. I just kind of wish it wasn't a big gaping dark hole because I don't know how to decorate my main entry at the moment. You know, I kind of wish that there was no room transitions and you could just walk into the rooms. So true also or world style. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. kind of how I, I mean, the switch is obviously powerful enough to do that. Um, so that is kind of stylistic weird choice. Yeah. Just keeping it consistent, I guess, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely been really enjoying it. Um, you know, it almost feels like, you know, they gave this game kind of like a breath of the wild, uh, you know, flair to it in a way because you have to craft your items and it's breakable. I know a lot of other games have that too. I just always compare. It a to lot of games are actually, yeah. Speaking of that, a lot of games are going for that. It seems. Yeah, I mean, it's it adds kind of like a, you know, a complexity and, you know, it makes it kind of keeps you in check. Like it, it just kind of adds, you know, a little bit of. It's trying uh, to get you like to keep you, like, have stuff to do. Yeah. Every day. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, you have to make sure you're gathering enough materials. Otherwise, you're going to be trying to find them uh, every single time something breaks, which, you know, isn't isn't ideal. Um, and heck, when you're trying to get more materials, you come across like random bugs and stuff or yeah. random encounters. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely, you know, kind of keeps you in check there. And, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's kind of annoying when your net breaks or your fishing pole breaks or, you know, anything like that. But at the same time, it's, you know, you, at the trade off. You get to craft a whole bunch of other cool stuff as well. And it just, I don't know, makes the game feel different. Um, and it's not like, you know, breakable tools um, completely, you know, are, are foreign to the Animal Crossing universe. Because obviously the uh, axes used to break in, um, you know, the previous games. Um, so this is just kind of, kind of taking that and then, you know, maxing it out where everything can break and... Yeah, it makes sense. It makes you access that menu a lot more to understand what you're looking at, too. So Yeah, yeah. So it is really cool, and it's cool that, you know, as long as you have your crafting table, you can, um, or you know, even the, the town center is always open, so you can always craft things if, like, you know, a store is closed or whatever, you know, so you can still do things even after hours, um, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much been you know, what we've been doing during this whole pandemic, you know, Animal Crossing clearly came out at a really good time um, for, I think, a lot of people. It's been taking everyone's mind off the current current events and current situations and keeping everybody busy. Um, and yeah, we, we've pretty much, you know, doing like the whole working at home thing. It's kind of been, you know, making me not really want to be on my computer after work. You know, because mm-hmm. you just spend all day in the same exact seat. Um, so that's kind of been the reason why the podcast has kind of been, you know, not super active recently. But now, you know, that I feel a little bit more comfortable with working at home and all that, we're going to continue to be pumping out some episodes. And I know me, Kim, and Dakota have to update you guys on our NASCAR 
um, season that we're currently having, our bonus NASCAR heat seasons um, or season that we're having. So we're going to have a separate episode for that. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but you know, it's definitely been interesting watching all the major podcasts have to record remotely, which is something that we're very familiar with doing. Um, (laughs) so they kind of have been doing it different ways and it's been really interesting watching that. And of course, you know, seeing iRacing take over the uh, NASCAR season has been really cool. We have MLB the show taking over the MLB season. It's been really cool. So, um, do you guys have anything else to add before we tune off? Um, stay positive, stay calm, and we'll all get through this. John? Get ready for the PS5 to be just a big black box. (laughs) (laughs) Dakota? Carol Baskin killed her husband. Oh. We're going to have a Netflix series or something now? (laughs) All right, guys. Well, until the next episode of Game Opinions, uh, just stay safe out there.